investors are brushing off the Fed's attempts to cool down the rate cut expectations, yet ongoing geopolitical tensions, disruptions in vital shipping routes and soaring shipping costs may soon translate into a surge in inflation. So brace for a reality check that could actually bring these overly optimistic bulls back to earth. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So this week started with mixed feelings, really. Investors broadly ignored the Fed members' latest warnings that the interest rate cuts in the West won't come as soon and as fast as they are priced in by the financial markets. But no one was there to listen to them yesterday. Maybe it's Christmas and the market should rally in Christmas. Or maybe it's a full illusion that the US economy could actually continue to flourish as inflation falls. I mean, I don't really know what it is is but it's not only your average retail trader that's back in the market and buying everything it's also big banks like goldman sachs for example who are adding fuel on fire saying that well the dovish federal reserve is good for stock valuations i mean we all agree on that dovish fed is good for stock valuations yet how long the fed could remain dovish if the economy hits up is the million dollar question but 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 that's a question that not everyone asked before christmas attention was rather on a burst of merger and acquisitions worth around 40 billion us dollars that hit the wire on monday's trading session the s&p 500 advanced to a fresh year-to-date high yesterday while nasdaq 100 index renewed recall for the second straight session yesterday. Amazon, for example, rallied 2.73% at yesterday's trading session as Nvidia tested the $500 offers for the third time since August. Apple was an exception to another euphoric day of trading as its shares actually fell after hitting a fresh high last week on news that well, China is now extending its ban on foreign device usage and on news that the company will halt the sale of Apple watches on a patent dispute just before the holiday season. Now, note that yesterday's trading was also marked by well, the geopolitical tensions and news. The week started with the news that the world's leading shipping companies like MSC or CMA or Merck decided to halt transit through the Suez Canal due to attacks by Iran-backed Houthis on commercial ships. Now, these attacks first targeted Israeli-linked ships to show healthy support to Hamas, but attacks extended to, well, any ship lately. So the letter increases the risk premium of using the shortcuts of Suez Canal and encourages the ships to go around Africa instead. So how bad is this? Well, it's quite bad because around 12% of global trade goes through this Suez Canal and the deviation around Africa adds between 6 to 14 days to shipments. And the letter delays all the shipments of goods, but also increases the price of shipping the goods, of course. And this, coupled with the latest disruption that we saw in Panama Canal due to drought-induced delays this time, well, put the global supply chains under pressure yet again. And big shipping company stocks gain as they can increase their well, prices to ship goods along with energy companies, which actually also started announcing that they will also avoid the Red Sea region to transfer 
transit their oil, crude oil and natural gas prices rose. So Nat gas gained more than 2.5% yesterday and hit its 200-day moving average. The European natural gas futures jumped 7% yesterday, while American crude advanced past the $74 per barrel level, but gains remain limited as expected. Now, one of the reasons why these gains in crude oil remain limited is, well, because the oil bears are busy fighting OPEC and its supply cuts and threats, and they probably don't want to leave this battleground right now on, well, geopolitical tensions, which generally tend to have a limited impact on prices in medium to long run. And two, while well, the geopolitical news are coupled with the news that, well, the U.S. shale producers ramped up their production production well beyond what analysts expected in the last quarter. In numbers, the U.S. shale producers were expected to pump around 12.5 million barrels per day this quarter, but they pumped around 13.3 million barrels each day instead. So Finomai's joke saying that it's the equivalent of adding a new Venezuela to the oil scene, and it's also the equivalent of adding a United Kingdom or an Azerbaijan into this mix. So it almost compensates the 1 million barrel per day that Saudis actually cut in supply. Therefore, the failure to clear the $74 to $75 offers in US crude oil could increase the selling pressure for a renewed dip below the $70 per barrel psychological level. A spike above that $75 per barrel level should, on the other hand, see resistance into the 200-day moving average, which currently stands just below the $78 per barrel level. Now, of course, even though the energy market's response to the Red Sea tensions remain limited on Monday's trading session, an extended period of disruption in global trade ways should not only sustain these energy prices, but they should also put a renewed pressure on global supply chains and shipping prices. The latter is a threat to inflation because, remember, the pandemic-related supply chain disruptions were the reason, number one, that sent inflation in the U.S. to almost 10% level. Now, of course, the geopolitical tensions in the Middle East and in the Red Sea region will certainly have a modest impact compared to the pandemic disruptions that we saw globally a couple of years ago. But the rising shipping costs will be reflected in the price of goods sold globally, and that actually could hinder the Fed's battle against inflation if these prices don't come down fast. So it is well possible that the Federal Reserve uncorks the champagne before winning its inflation battle. And as of today, note that upside risks to inflation persist and they build up, and this will inevitably dawn on investors sooner rather than later. In smooth English, it means that I see a stronger case building for a sizable downside correction in both stock and bond markets into well, the end of the year or at least next year. So this being said, the Eurozone's November inflation numbers are out this morning. The headline inflation in the Eurozone is expected to have eased to 2.4% level and core inflation in the Eurozone to 3.6% in November. Also, inflation in Canada also due today is expected to fall below that 3% psychological mark. Sufficiently soft inflation figures around the world could cheer up investors but it is worth keeping an eye on the shipping news and the shipping costs. Now, 
Let's go to Japan before we say goodbye for today. The Bank of Japan actually kept its interest rates unchanged in the negative territory today, as expected. And they also kept their yield curve control policy untouched as well. And that's not all. Japanese policymakers said that they will patiently continue with monetary policy easing amid extremely high uncertainties at home and abroad and that they won't hesitate to take extra easing measures if needed. What a disappointment for the BOJ hawks, right? I mean, they are unbelievable, these Japanese policymakers. So the dollar yen jumped to 143.80 level on these dashed hopes of a BOJ normalization, but price rallies in the dollar yen are still considered to be good opportunities to strengthen long yen positions or strengthen short dollar yen positions as the BOJ will normalize its policy one day. And that's probably next year. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thanks for joining me and thank you for all your messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and please don't forget to hit the like button to let us know that you enjoy these videos. So I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.